1: I am so excited to be back after my vacation. I always have this strange phenomenon happen to me when I go on vacation. In the lead up to my vacation, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to take a little break. I'm like counting down the days until I can get out of here for a couple for a couple days. And then as soon as I'm on vacation, like one day, two day of relaxing and I start like tapping my fingers like, oh man, I miss the show, I miss you guys, I miss talking about all this stuff. Um, Every single time I take a vacation, this phenomenon happens to me every time. I went to visit my family for Independence Day, took the week off, as you guys obviously know, because I wasn't here last week. It was wonderful. We went to the zoo, we went to the pool, we saw friends, we saw family, we celebrated our wonderful country. I feel like about 364 days of the year, you and I sit here and we're like, oh man, our country is going to hell in a handbasket. And so on July 4th, I like to be like, oh yeah, America. And so that's what we did. We went to parades. We dressed in red, white, and blue, and it was so wonderful. I actually, and this is maybe a testament to the fact that I might be a slight workaholic, but I took a vacation from my vacation halfway through the week to fly to Washington, D.C. to speak at the Young America's Foundation Conference. I absolutely, let me tell you, I love those kids so much. Love them. They're the perfect, they're actually raised exactly correctly. Like they are, and I know this sounds so cliche, they are the hope for our country because these they were high schoolers and these high schoolers are asking questions like, is XYZ a constitutional act? And if not, why was President John Adams not challenged on it? This was a real question that I overheard backstage when I was waiting to go on stage. And they're so intellectually and philosophically so far above and beyond, not only their age, but above the average American adult, that I love it. At the same time, a lot of them are homeschooled. Some of them like don't even know about sex. It's this wonderful hybrid. And I say that without any animosity. I was homeschooled K to 12 same way. It's this wonderful hybrid of being sheltered from the evil of the world while also learning to properly order everything, ideas and morality. And we had a great time. I spoke to them on the five lies of gender ideology, which was great, but the funniest thing that happened, so before these before I give these talks and afterward I hang out with the students. A lot of times they'll they'll find me backstage before I speak and then afterward we do a photo line, we talk. And One of the patterns that I noticed is that almost every event is maybe a dozen or so students out of the group will come up to me excitedly about something that I've talked about recently that they personally relate to or have experienced. For example, the last couple months, a lot of students will talk to me about having to deal with um, some school administrator or some classroom situation, some fellow student who wants them to refer to to them as by like a neo-pronoun, like a man who wants to be called she, her. And they'll talk to me about that, or the the girls will talk to me about sharing a locker room with with boys who claim that they're female. But at this conference, and this just slayed me, at this conference, I think it was five or six, I tried to keep count, but I didn't keep count accurately at the beginning. Five or six of these students came up to me and said, Ms. Wheeler, I gotta tell you, something that you talked about on on your podcast recently really hit home with me. And I'm like, oh, what was it? Please tell me, I wanna hear your experience. And they say, The fact that you think that bicycles should be banned on roads, I so relate to this, and I'm not, this was not one student, this was like half a dozen students who picked that little bit out of the entirety of my podcast, and nothing made me happier the entire day than that, although I will tell you, I got one review on Apple Podcasts related to, um, related to my most controversial opinion that bicyclists should not be allowed on roads unless they're going the speed limit, that they should not be allowed to go 20 miles an hour in a 40 mile an hour zone. It's their recreational activity. They should not force us cars to basically loiter behind them. We'd get a ticket if we did that. We talked about this on the show last week, and I had the, the, the overwhelming response from you guys was agreement except for this, this review, which I wanna read you. This is on Apple Podcasts. It says, please begin your show with an announcement if you are going to waste time on things like Taylor Swift and your lack of respect and knowledge of cyclists. And I think his name is Jim, because his username says Jim. Jim gave me a one-star review because he didn't like that I talked about <laughs> bicyclists on the road. And Jim, I would like to say two things to you. First of all, thank you for listening to my show and thank you for one of my favorite reviews of all time. I cannot tell you how hard I laughed at your review. I don't know if you were being sincere or funny, but I thought it was hilarious. And Your comment that I have a lack of respect, sir, I object to that accusation. I respect your dignity and worth as a human being to the point where I will not run you down even if you are going too slow on the road, even though it is what you deserve for going 20 miles an hour on your bike in a 40 mile an hour road where there's no opportunity for cars to pass, so.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: In that case, I
1: pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is what it is. One thing that happened over my vacation, I did tweet about, and your response was very interesting to me. For those who might not have seen it, I was traveling with my daughter. It was just my daughter and I traveling the same. My husband had gone on a camping trip, so... Um, my daughter and I went on vacation two days earlier than he did. So we were traveling by ourselves and I'm holding my little girl. She's two and a half. And just for some context here, she has long blonde curly hair, which she was wearing in a fountain ponytail on the top of her head in a big pink bow. And she had on a blouse with another bow right at the collar. There's She's also this like teeny tiny little petite thing. There's no mistaking that she is a girl. So we go up to the counter. I was flying American Airlines um, And we go up to the counter and the employee that was working at the counter was maybe like a 40-year-old woman. She looked a little bit older than me. Can't exactly tell the age, but just in the realm, a 40-year-old woman. And she, she called my daughter a they. Like, do they have their own ticket? Now keep in mind, I'm holding my little girl right there, like eye to eye with this woman. There's no mistaking that my daughter is a girl. And I was kind of like taken aback by this for a second. And I was like, it's a she she's a she, I don't think I called my daughter it, I think I said, she's a she. But in the moment, because I wasn't expecting to run into that, I was just traveling with my daughter. This wasn't like me and my political vibe, me on here on the show, me engaging with a leftist. I was just like being a mom. And I was taken aback by it, and I realized after I walked away that I sh- I should have, just for just for kicks, I should have reported her for misgendering since my daughter is not a baby. You know, you know the trend that's going around right now of radical leftists these people propagating queer theory who are trying to tell parents to raise their children gender neutral well you don't call a little girl they just by accident you don't call a little girl they like it's it's a plural pronoun you don't call a little girl they unless you're trying to trying to be woke right so i posted about this i posted about this on twitter and a a, lar- a large number and it is a large number of i think leftists um called me a snowflake. And I actually had like a moment of self, self-reflection self on this. I was like, am I being a snowflake here? Am I, am I overreacting to this? I didn't obviously react to it in the moment aside from saying she's a she. But I thought, am I overreacting to this? Am I seeing queer theory and the transgender ideology in this space, in the airport, kind of outside of politics just because I'm so steeped in it here on the show, talking, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. And I thought, am I, am I, am I being a snowflake? And I was like, well, let's start with what is a snowflake. A snowflake is someone who can't tolerate reality, and so because they can't tolerate reality, they try to cancel you for it. So I, first of all, don't, even my reaction in that situation doesn't fit the definition of a snowflake. Um, I wasn't trying to cancel anybody, and nor was this woman speaking reality, and I thought, well, could she have made a mistake? Like, should I be giving the benefit of the doubt here? Is this just sloppy grammar? You know, maybe she was just dumb. Maybe Maybe she wasn't trying to push any transgender ideology, and I thought, I don't think so, because even if you are using sloppy grammar, I don't know how you call someone, you don't look at a single person, especially someone who is a female, and say, do they have their own ticket? If you were unsure of the gender of a child, and you were actually trying not to offend someone by calling a boy a girl or a girl a boy, you know, this is, I'm talking, of course, this hypothetical scenario happened 20 years ago, and we actually tried to be courteous of other people and not push our ideology on them, then you would say, does your child have a ticket? And you wouldn't use a pronoun at all. No, I think that this could not have been an accident. It could not have been sloppy grammar. I think this was a person, by the way, this individual was wearing like a rainbow pin, which I assume is a pride pin. It doesn't say pride on it, but I don't don't know very many people that bedeck themselves with rainbow uh, paraphernalia when they're not trying to make a statement about pride month. So I don't think that I reacted as a snowflake at all. I think that when you aim something like the transgender ideology at my child, I have zero tolerance for that. It may be different if I'm out and about, and it's like, well, I'm not gonna confront every business that has a pride flag, every business that has a transgender flag hanging in their window. I'll pick and choose the times that you do this confrontation, but if you actively look at my child and then look at me and use gender-neutral pronouns on my child because that's what wokeness tells you that you need to do so that you don't misgender, I have absolutely zero tolerance for that whatsoever. None. And it was not sloppy grammar and it was not an accident. So, um, also the same people that called me a snowflake also think that I, can we put this on the screen? This is actually this, this tweet on the screen. Think that I'm a terrorist who shouldn't be allowed to fly, that I should be on the no fly list. This is the fact that you're even allowed on a plane. Someone said on Twitter is shocking. You should be on the no fly list as a terrorist. So I'll let you decide my friends, who's the snowflake in this situation. (laughs) Me or you know, people calling me a snowflake.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club!
0: <sighs> Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: Chumba.
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law, Eighteen plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha! in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Um, Speaking of vacation, however, Joe Biden also took a vacation last week over Independence Day, and oh, me oh my. I'm gonna show you a video that will simultaneously gross you out and probably make you laugh because it made me laugh. So Joe Biden went on vacation over Independence Day, which I I don't blame him. I'm actually not one of those people that says, oh, Obama's golfing too much, Trump is golfing too much. I really, I think that that's an attack that both sides maybe validly use to portray the other in a bad light. I probably did say that when Obama was president, <laughs> if you wanna take the time to look through my tweets, and I thought it was stupid when left said it when Trump was president. That It's one of those partisan attacks that's like, I don't know that it's that substantive, but both sides use it when the opposite party is occupying the White House. Um, so I, I the, the moral of that story is I don't begrudge a president of the United States taking a couple of hours away to be with family or to relax. The president, after all, is a human being, or every president until this one, was a living human being. Um, And everyone needs to, you know, de-stress a little bit. However, this video of Biden at the beach is like the cringiest thing that you've ever seen. Let's watch this together, shall we? And by the way, just a little trigger warning, Biden is shirtless in this video. So if we could, on that note, if we could play it. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so he can't even walk and trying to move a chair. Oh, and then he's tanning. Look at his hairline though. Like talk about plugs. I find this to be very strange. Like we know that Joe Biden is senile. We know that he's old, but he looks ancient in this video. Like I I, I actually can't process in my mind that he's the leader of the free world. He's like a frail nursing home resident. And I mean, I don't mean that as an insult. I just mean like, look at him. Like, you know that he's gonna be leaving a trail of sand from between his toes in the White House for like a week. He's not even gonna like realize that he hasn't washed his feet after the beach. Like, that's the level of mental acuity that Biden, that Biden has right now. That's what he did over the weekend. I know some conservatives on Twitter were like, hey, I'd rather have him at the beach than in the White House, less harm to our country if he's playing around with sandcastles and crabs than, um, than ruining our country. And yeah, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. He was on his phone, so maybe he was receiving more emails from Hunter. I guess we'll never know. We're going to talk about Hunter Biden, by the way, and the cocaine thing. Oh, are we going to talk about that um, shortly? Don't worry. But first, I want to talk about the funniest story of the week. This is, this is hands down the funniest story of the week. Ben & Jerry's, the woke ice cream brand, they've been woke for a long time, so this is not new information that they're woke. They tweeted on the 4th of July. Let me bring this tweet up, because I want to read it to you exactly. They tweeted on the 4th of July... Yes, you can see it on the screen. This 4th of July, they said, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. On Independence Day, the 4th of July, America's birthday, Ben and Jerry says that America is stolen land. So I actually, I can't pretend to be surprised. I don't want to say I'm... I can't pretend to be outraged here because this is what Ben and Jerry's does and this is what the radical left this is what the radical left thinks of America. I'm glad that they tell us this. I'm glad that they admit that they don't like America. They hate America on the founding, the day of the founding of the United States of America that they tell us that they think it's an illegitimate country. Like great. I'm glad to know what is in your mind because then I don't have to listen to your opinions at all in politics because in order for me to even entertain the idea of compromise I have to be assured that the other person that I'm potentially compromising with shares some kind of base value. But if I love America and you hate America, no compromise necessary. You can see yourself to the door. And that is exactly what a um, Native American tribal chief said to Ben and Jerry's, calling Ben and Jerry's on their bluff. Um, uh, A tribal leader by the name of Don Stevens, this is according to the New York Post, so I'm going to read this from them. On Friday, Don Stevens, chief of the Nulhegan band of the Kasuk Abenaki Nation, one of four tribes descended from the Abenaki that are recognized in Vermont, told the Post in an interview that he, quote, looks forward to any kind of correspondence with the brand to see how they can better benefit indigenous people. Stevens added that if the ice cream maker is sincere, It should reach out to him as the company's corporate headquarters, located at 30 Community Drive in South Burlington, Vermont, is situated on Western Abenaki land. This is what the guy says. If you look at the Abenaki traditional way of being, we are place-based people. Before recognized tribes in the state, we were the ones who were in this place. Ben and Jerry's says that we're on stolen land, that we should give land back, and so this Native American tribe is saying, well, actually, you're on our land, so why don't you just go ahead and put your money where your mouth is and give us back our land? I cannot tell you how much I adore this and how hilarious it is. Is Ben and Jerry's going to respond? What are you gonna say, ice cream people? What are you gonna say? You gonna give the land back? You gonna give back this land, or are you going to be, what, imperialists? Colonial oppressors? Are you going to be responsible for the homicide, the death? I mean, there used to be like tens of thousands of members of this tribe. Now it's shrunk to just over 2,000. You gonna be responsible for that? You really want that blood on your hands? Cause it seems to me that you're one of the bad guys in the situation that you just created. <laughs> also, and for good measure, this tribal chief took a shot at the ice cream itself. He said, I enjoy ice cream. I've tried Ben and Jerry's and I've tried many others. It's just a product like any other product. (laughs) And by the way, your ice cream sucks. So an excellent insult to add to this. I give credit to this tribal chief. He's won this fair and square. And I look forward to celebrating with him side by side when Ben & Jerry's turns over the land that they have um, expropriated from its rightful owners. Okay, Hunter Biden cocaine. Let's talk about this. Hunter Biden's cocaine was found at the White House. And I know some people are like, well, how do you know it's Hunter Biden's cocaine? Let me tell you how I know. Hunter Biden lives at the White House. Hunter Biden is a cocaine addict. A baggie of cocaine was found at the White House, and the White House is now pretending that they have no way of telling who brought this cocaine into the White House. Well, let me save us all millions of taxpayer dollars in this search, it's obviously Hunter Biden's. And here's the real kicker. Even the Democrats know this, and the mainstream media knows this as well. Every single person in this country knows that this is Hunter Biden's cocaine that was found in the White House, every single one. And and as if we need any further proof, um Let me just show you what Hunter Biden looks like. And you tell me whether you think this is a sober man.
2: Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot.
1: As if you're not already convinced that this is Hunter Biden's cocaine, which I think we're all convinced that it's Hunter Biden's cocaine. I bet even Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden, they know it's Hunter Biden's cocaine. This is how Hunter Biden was behaving on July 4th. And you tell me if this is a sober person or whether this this demonstration by Hunter Biden, this behavior matches the definition of tweaking out. If we could show this video. You tell me exactly what's happening here. Look at Hunter Biden right now. He's agitated, he's sweating, he's sniffing, he can't stand still. <laughs> like that's, if there's a dictionary definition in video form of tweaking out that's Hunter Biden, that's not a sober person. That's not a, that's not a well man, that's a man addicted to um, crack. He's a crackhead, of course. Um, it's just, we, we call it a cocaine addict if it's an upper middle class or high class, I guess wealthy person, it's a, but, The general term for this is he's just a crackhead here. But here's the thing, here's the thing. The White House is pretending like they don't know where this baggie of cocaine came from. They've changed their story. First it was near a visitor lounge, and then it was near the Situation Room near the White House. This is not a highly trafficked area, in the sense that like, sure, there are a lot of people that go through it, but it's a very highly protected area. The Secret Service knows exactly who is in every part of that area of the White House at all times. They also have cameras that track where uh, or who came by this this point. There's no way that the Secret Service couldn't figure this out if they, if they wanted to. And yet, the Secret Service says the investigation into who is responsible for this baggie of cocaine will conclude next week. But they warn us now not to have any expectations because they say they may not be able to determine who is responsible here. First of all, I just call BS on that. They Obviously, if they wanted to know who was responsible for this cocaine, they would just find Hunter. They could absolutely figure this out. It, this is the most secure place in the entire world. The Situation Room of the White House, this is, this couldn't be a more highly secured area. They know everything that happens in that, in that space, everything. And if someone brings illicit drugs into the White House, you bet that they know who did it. You bet that they know who did it. But of course, um, oh, this is funny. The Washington Post, by the way, wrote a piece about this Secret Service investigation. And first of all, they didn't put in their headline that it's cocaine, because they don't want you to make the obvious correlation between Hunter and cocaine. They, They called it, the Secret Service is investigating a suspicious substance. Yes, Washington Post, cocaine is very suspicious. Very suspicious indeed. And they didn't in this entire article mention that Hunter Biden lives in the White House. Great reporting, super reporting. It's not cocaine, it's just a suspicious substance and don't worry about that crack addict that lives that crackhead that li- that lives at at the White House. Here's why the White House is acting the way that they're acting. They're not just doing this to try to avoid a PR headache. It would be kind of a PR headache if if Hunter Biden and his cocaine were like discovered by the public in the White House. It would not be it would not be pleasant for the White House to have to deal with that because the other side, meaning Republicans, would obviously mock and ridicule and use this as an attack on, on Joe Biden because all's fair in politics. But that's not why the White House is doing what they're doing. What, the reason that they're they're pretending that they won't be able to solve this is because the repercussions for Hunter Biden are way beyond just a PR headache for the White House. The repercussions, remember, Hunter Biden was under investigation by the Department of Justice. He pled guilty to tax fraud or tax evasion and a firearm crime. But the reason that he's not in prison for the firearm crime, is because he agreed to a diversionary program. A diversionary program is like some kind of ineffective um, way of excusing normally rich people from having to go to prison under the guise of trying to help um, uh, black people or poor people in our nation not go to prison. It's the most ridiculous thing that the left has invented. These diversionary programs do not lower the rates of recidivism, so there's no excuse for them, but Part of this diversionary program this deal that Hunter cut was that he would be on probation for 2 years or I mean I don't even know if it's called probation but part of this diversionary program means he has to be sober for 2 years he can't have any drug infractions he can't even be te- he can't even test positive for any of these drugs otherwise he will be kicked out of this diversionary program and if he's kicked out then he faces prison time for the crimes that he committed so the repercussions of the White House admitting that this is Hunter's, which it obviously is Hunter's, would mean prison time for the president's son. Do you think there is any way in this world that Joe Biden, who counts on Hunter, he relies on Hunter for income, would ever allow his crackhead son to be put in prison? There's not a chance in this world. Not a chance in this world would he ever let that happen. He'd be more likely to pardon this 'er ne'er-do-well than he would be ever to allow this to happen. Ever allow this to happen. It's also hilarious, by the way, that they accuse President Trump of threatening and endangering national security because of documents, allegedly classified documents, that Trump was storing in his post-presidential office, which is secured by the Secret Service, in his residence, which is also secured by the Secret Service. Meanwhile, there's a literal crackhead leaving baggies of cocaine around the White House and at the same time selling access to foreign countries to his father, and they're just like, oh, Hunter, oh, Hunter. But Trump is the one endangering national security here. Trump is the one. Um, There are actually bookies in Las Vegas who who have odds on who's responsible for the baggie of cocaine and guess who is the front runner far and away? That's right, Hunter. Of course it's Hunter, of course it's Hunter. The baggie of cocaine belongs to Hunter, we all know this. Um, look at this meme that I found. This is the first one, Element 8A. This cracked me up. Not saying it's mine, but this is a picture of Hunter Biden, but can I have that Coke back? (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it. And then the next one... Sherlock Hunter and the case of the mysterious white powder. You know, actually what would make this one even funnier is if they changed mysterious white powder into the Washington Post's suspicious substance in the case of the suspicious substance. The case of the suspicious substance. There are two tiers of justice in our country when we're told, and I I, I tweeted about this yesterday or the day before, and there were people on the replies of my tweet that were telling me not to assume that it's Hunter. Okay, who else do you think it might be? Who else? Wh- who do you think is up there smoking crack? Not the crackhead who's videotaped himself recently smoking crack. Just what, like Biden himself? Right, right. There's two tiers of justice here because think about how many people are are thrown in prison for this, are incarcerated for this crime, and yet if you're rich enough, if you're connected to someone powerful enough, then you just get off. If you're if you're a leftist, if you're the son of Joe Biden, you are never held accountable for, for your crime. And meanwhile, the grannies that were outside of the Capitol on January 6th, they're in prison. The people that, that broke in without, without, without vandalizing anything, without any violence, without any firearms, they just crossed a line, a barrier that had been moved, a door that had been opened on January 6th. They've been in prison for how many years now? Pre-trial detention in prison. But Hunter Biden, he's going to get off. He's going to get off because we can't tell. The Secret Service says we might not know if we will ever be able to to solve this mystery. Think about how hard you work and how much taxes are taken out of your paycheck and how much of that money is being spent right now on the Secret Service pretending to investigate whether this baggie of cocaine is Hunter's. Doesn't that just just get you? All right, we have time for one more cool thing. Evidently, a man tried to rob a nail salon in Atlanta on July 3rd, and this is videotape of it. I think the spoiler alert here is that he fails, although I haven't watched this video yet. (laughs) Nobody's responding, he's threatening, pretending he has a gun, and no one's giving him any money. They're just standing there looking at him like he's insane. Nobody's even budging, that is so funny. He just like stops, he's standing looking around and then he leaves. I do wonder why no one fell for that. Is that real? Is that Did that actually really happen or is that staged? Because I cannot imagine that no one freaked out and that no one gave any credit card or any cash or anything. They just like stood there and watched him extremely calmly until he gave up and walked away. <laughs> I call foul on that one. I, I had not seen that video until sitting right here right now, but I bet, I bet that that is a stunt. I bet that's not true. Just my guess, just my speculation. Um, Thank you guys for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show.
2: 18- plus.